Hello, you sexy beast. Welcome back to the James Kennedy podcast. Might I just say how fine you are looking today? Are you feeling good? Thanks so much to everybody for checking out the podcast. The listenership is growing every week. So hello and welcome aboard to everybody that's just checking us out now. You know I'm going to nag you to subscribe, like, comment, share and get involved because I do that every single time. And like I said, I'm going to keep doing that until I've got every single last one of you. Special shout out as well to everybody that's donated to the PayPal link. Uh, that money goes directly to supporting the podcast. I don't have advertising or anything like that. So, um, you know, that, that your donations help to keep the podcast advertising free so we can just get down to business and enjoy the chat. So thanks so much to everybody that spared some change to chip in for the podcast. I know times are difficult for everybody right now, so it really means a lot. And thank you so much. Right now, today, man, we are talking about heavy metal, mental health, and fatherhood. I'm joined today by Tristan Hugh Clark, another Welsh boy who's going to be telling us all about the Metallidats and what that is and what's going on. This was actually a hookup from uh, Mr. Tom Damsel, who does my photography and also did some photography for uh, the Metallidats. So he said, you've got to speak to these guys. They've got an awesome story. They're super cool. They're doing some great stuff and it's really taken off. So I'm super stoked to be able to make this happen. And welcome onto the podcast, Mr. Tristan Hugh Clark. How are you, man? Hey, no worries at all. I'm just to sort of keep it themed, I suppose. I was almost going to do a KKK reference. Bear with me. This is an interesting story. Or hang on, if I was in the Mormon religion, you referred to as elder something or elder something else. I think in the in the KKK, from what I read, Mm. you are known as brother something. But I'm known as Daddy Who. So I'm Daddy Who of Metallidites. That's the sort of code name. So I'm Daddy Who and everyone else is Papa something. So we always refer to each other as papa or daddy and then our name this just sort of adds into the hilarity of the theme i suppose but i'm fantastic today thank you very much it was an incredibly stressful morning trying to get two very young uh, girls to school or nursery on time and trying to uh, put sun cream on them i'm gonna dry oh my god so honestly it's it, it's madness here in the morning but uh, <laughs> i had five minutes in the car blasting metal music and i feel fantastic now because i also <laughs> had a shower which i don't always get a chance to to do so i had a, a nine minute window to have a shower and a shave and i managed managed to do it so <clears throat> i'm feeling amazing. a little bit like my old self uh, today thank you very much how are you keeping today on the theme of checking in with our bros what's occurring with you well, as I said before we came on, I'm currently nursing quite a brutal bourbon hangover. And as you pointed out, it is Wednesday morning. So yes, that means I was getting spanned on a Tuesday night. <laughs> so uh, I don't have kids or anything like that. So um, my morning has, has been slightly less super heroic than yours. And I feel shamefully inadequate now in your presence. Uh, stop flirting, you, James. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, I'll stop, I'll stop. <laughs> okay, so Metallidads then, man, let's dive right in. Tell us what it is, what's happening, what's going on. Yeah, sure, man, no problem. I'll try and keep it simple. So, simply, Metallidads is a mental health peer support group specifically aimed at fathers, and we are all bonded by our love for heavy metal music, hence the name Metallidads. So we're mainly based in Barry. That's where the headquarters is, Barry Bados. And I can actually see the sea from a bedroom where I'm currently sat. I can actually see Dover from where I am right Not Dover, that'd be funny. Devon, wow. sorry. <laughs> Dover's here. Yeah. Christ, your eyesight is good, Hugh. Uh, I can see Devon from my, <laughs> uh, from my bedroom right now. So we're Barry-based, uh, even though we've got members all over Wales, Cardiff, uh, Ponty, Merthyr, Bridgend, Cardigan, Pont Marion. Colwyn Bay, Anglesey, we've got people in Gloucester, Cornwall, Oxford, London, even people in uh, California, Paris, Johannesburg and Sydney. So online, we're actually, uh, we're global in our reach. But our mission is basically quite simple. We just try to get um, dads to have a bit more of a support network to compare stories and to share notes about dealing with sometimes difficult and tough situations associated with fatherhood, whether whether that is directly mm. fathering children or um, maybe not being able to see your children or having be- or being bereaved because you can't right. uh, see your children or, for example, having issues like relationship or marriage problems or anything to do with uh, weight or fitness or health and then problems in work and anything else in between. So I wanted to create really a, a pool of knowledge where dads could dip in and ask other dads 
for advice on certain things. And in the week on our themed Facebook group, we upload sort of useful articles and discussion topics for dads to sort of come out of the, uh, not come out of the closet, but sort of, yes, yeah, sort of come out of the comfort zone to, um, to right. discuss difficult things. So that's the online thing. We in person, then we meet uh, twice a week in Bari for a, a social where anyone is welcome. Even if you're not a dad or, or even a, a dude, you can literally turn up if you're, if you're isolated or feeling lonely. We meet in Awesome Wales Zero Waste Shop on Holton Road in Barry between 10 and 12 on a Saturday morning. And then between uh, from about eight o'clock on a Wednesday night, we meet in Barry Rugby Club for a, a pint and a game of pool and just to chat rubbish. And then uh, we do random ad hoc things then uh, throughout the month whenever we can, depending on what time of year it is. We do litter picks with our families. That's what we'll be doing probably once in June. No, sorry, once in July, once in August, once in September. We do board games and burgers night. We play, for example, have a bit of grub and play cards against humanity, which is fantastic to release. Oh, I love that oh, I know, man. But we, we, had, we had one uh, Monday last, um, I think for this week that just went actually. And I... When I got home to my wife and she was still awake, it took me half an hour to get my breath back because I was laughing so much and, oh, and yeah. coughing so much. It, it was, it's, it's such a good, good thing for the soul. It's brilliant. It, I love it, it really is. So um, we, we then in Bali, we run a, something called a signposting project where I have, um, myself and Ben, we have liaised with lots of mental health organizations and family services across Bali, The Vale and Cardiff. Just if people come to us, we can actually signpost them or direct people sort of the traffic towards certain um, things that are available to get people professional help. Because currently we're just a holistic right. approach rather than a professional um, mental health approach. So we do bits and bobs, just try to keep dads, um, yeah, just try to keep dads on the straight and narrow. And an extra thing I've been doing for the past six months, which is quite exciting, because I know you like your music, you're a musician yourself. I've actually managed to get a foot into Metal Blade and Napalm Records, where uh, quite regularly I interview uh, people from semi-famous metal bands and I actually quiz them on things like fatherhood and uh, mental health. So there's, uh, I even um, awesome. interviewed a band last week from Arizona, uh, well, mainly Arizona-based, a band called Kardashev who released an album on Friday, which is quite likely going to be probably one of the best metal albums of 2022, an album called Liminal Right. So I, I, we were even talking about how recently James Hetfield from Metallica basically uh, on stage admitted to a Brazilian crowd that he struggles yeah. with mental health. So we, we discussed that, for example, and his thoughts from the metal angle of what people should be doing in the metal community. So Metallic Dads are also trying to normalize a particular hashtag in the metal community of quite simply hashtag let there be talk, very based loosely right. on the ACDC, let there be rock, just trying to keep the rock and metal yeah. theme going. So that is a hashtag which we are associated with and that's something I try to put, uh, not push or encourage our metal uh, brothers ancestors in the metal communities to sort of help uh, push around and normally at the end of the interview they hold a piece of paper with a hashtag on the screen just to show they support it so th th that's an extra thing we've been doing as well so <clears throat> we sound really 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 busy and we, we sort of are but in the spirit of metalli dads we had a big membership increase last year and it got to the point where we were actually becoming not too successful but we're becoming it was becoming too much for a little amount of people to sort of manage and yeah. It was not worth, in the spirit of what we do, just to sort of blow ourselves out and have mental health breakdowns because we all got families. Well, we got families we're trying to keep yeah. afloat. So we've taken a big step back of what we potentially could have been doing at this time in a separate parallel universe because I've only got one brain. I've got two children, wife, job. Yeah. I recently was hospitalized, but I'll tell you about that maybe in a bit. Uh, but so, yeah, we've had to take a step back, but we're still bubbling nicely, just trying to look after the members we already have and just trying to make sure dads are supported and they get, get a good bit of information, a bit of laughter in the form of memes or nice uh, metal uh, bands they can get introduced to for helps them in their day, for example. So that's sort of us in a nutshell. I say keep it simple, but I've sort of gone off on one now because that, that's my style. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm exactly the same. Dude, there's so many questions popping up there just from listening to that description. I mean, firstly, I think it's so awesome that there's more and more things like this cropping up now for men because, you know, men uh, are classically... We're not supposed to talk about these things. We're not supposed to be vulnerable. We're not supposed to have weaknesses. We're supposed to be strong at all times and keep our emotions down, you know, and we're not 
still we're still not especially our generation and and, and our father's generation still not very comfortable talking about our feelings or our or our, our fears or our vulnerabilities so it's i think it's really enlightening to see things like this popping up now you know specifically for men to to, to sort of um be in a comfortable space with other men going through a similar thing where they can actually talk about these issues i think that's obviously it's great for the individuals but i think it's great for society more generally as well because you know the, the sort of like the toxic masculinity that people talk about you know when men have to kind of repress all their feelings and their emotions it comes out in other ways you know and that affects everybody it affects parenting it affects society it affects you know substance abuse and all that sort of stuff so i think the things that you're doing with metallodads it, it, it it's it's actually it's so broader reaching probably in the the ripple effect that it has through society as well rather than just the individuals involved so i think it's brilliant to see more and more things popping up like this now to normalize the uh, the, the, the idea that it's okay for men to talk you know sorry man thanks so much for everything you just said they're really grateful that you're just on board with the entire concept now we as an organization we're not like against um the typical white van man builder in any shape or form, but we're just trying to really just show that the white van man builder still has stresses and it's probably a stress they can't actually identify. And the, and one of the identifiable things is probably because uh, keeping it in, et cetera. And there's just loads of proof just through the ages, just even recently, like uh, just given a recent example, um, about a month ago in the metal community, there was a, lead singer of a well-known melodic death metal band by the name of Black Dahlia Murder. Their lead singer, Trevor yeah. Stanad, at 41, it appears, took his own life. And he was a very well-loved person. Uh, and it's just difficult to believe that someone as well-linked and well-loved as him still couldn't find the help anywhere in the world yeah. to basically um, to unload whatever was on his mind. And unfortunately, he's not with us uh, anymore. You know, the same thing happened to Chester Bennington of Linking Park, uh, Chris Cornell of Soundgarden yeah. slash Audio Slave and various other projects. So, you know, um, it sort of goes back to the let there be talk hashtag, really, and us chatting to dudes in the metal community. Really, it's um, asking the question, like, you know, talk, you know, Talking about depression, suicidal thoughts and stuff in songs is great. It makes for really good uh, songwriting stuff. But then it sort of stops there. There's yeah. actually not much more uh, conversation being had. And in all fairness, uh, a place where it does happen and it's still nowhere near uh, as well as it should be is technically in a place of huge toxic masculinity, which is football. Right. And th it, there's actually a lot, re I think, being done in football. Rugby as well. You've had a lot of... Uh, Especially Welsh rugby stars, you know, like Nigel Owens, Gareth Alfie Thomas have come out and, uh, well, yeah, they literally both did come out, actually. That actually works this time. Sorry, just keeping it humorous. <laughs> but, you know, they, they uh, applied to the conversation about, you know, talking out loud because of struggles with, um, uh, not struggles, but, yeah, the, the internal struggle with uh, accepting their own sexuality in public, uh, etc. So in sports, it's actually, the ball has been rolling for quite a while, but it really hasn't in the metal communities. It's very, very much right. in a very uh, quiet place. So what, what we, the, the whole metal thing, even if you're not interested in metal, that doesn't actually matter. It's just a universe we're going for, a theme we're going for, it helps with our branding yeah. and the, yeah, the themes, etc. You know, us guys in our group, we like games and we like cycling, cooking, um, films. Or we mainly talk about films most of the time because we're big uh, movie geeks, and um, so you don't have to have to like the music to be a part of us, etc. But we just want to tap into the 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 normality, really. That so many people have these little moments of frustrations, and they actually can't put it yeah. to words. And that's one thing I always struggle with is to put how I feel in a sentence. I always, I always tell my wife this, uh, is that I sometimes feel the language I possess or the language we speak in the world now, whether it's Welsh or English, French, Arabic, whatever language you speak, I feel language hasn't evolved yet to describe properly how you feel. And I, I feel, that's what I yeah. feel on a regular basis. So this has been a nice therapy for me and um, a nice way to channel by helping others so that that's known as i think in meditation terms that's known as one of the seven switches of happiness where helping others makes you feel better about yes. yourself so that's a massive thing i definitely believe in so that's why we we started a while really early on in the history of metallic dads which was a couple of years ago doing things like litter picks on whitmore 
beach, the main beach on uh, Barry Island. And it's a great place to just talk out loud because you've got the sea, the sky in the background, yeah. you don't feel confined, and it's it's a nice platform to discuss things that might be difficult. So when we had our first litter pig, it was just the three of us, myself, Papa Ben, and our friend Papa Lewis of Sully. Um, we were chatting about things like a difficulty of being able to conceive children. I talk about depression, chatting about recent albums we liked, so the next metal festival we want to go to, chatting about, I don't know, the remaking of film coming up. So it was a, a nice mix of things in the backdrop yeah. of the beautiful um, yeah, um, Bristol Channel, which is on our, on our doorstep. That's awesome. Yeah, you're totally right. I mean, like doing good for others really is one of the easiest ways to feel good, isn't it? You know, Absolutely, man. So what was your personal motivation for starting this then? Well, it was a mix of really myself and Ben had uh, sort of similar-ish experiences roughly around the same time. But I um, I think maybe three months into the pandemic when we were working from home, I was may- the main carer of my daughter because my wife had... Um, I say main carer, but I would take her for more of a ratio of the daytime because uh, I had less... Um, less deadlines to get work ready for and she had a lot more deadlines so you know i think early on the pandemic we could all probably have this in common we probably thought it was only going to last for three or four weeks and that everyone is going to be compliant and it'll all go away uh, how, how wrong were we and i think three months in i was just getting really um i was just turning into a bit of a zombie or a shell really i um right. i'd have uh, low moods for a long time i'd feel just constantly drained of energy. I'd want to go to sleep at two o'clock in the afternoon. I would accidentally fall asleep on the bed at two o'clock in the afternoon. And this went on for months. It affected my patience. I was irritated by tiny things my daughter was doing. At this point, I was doing the something I don't do now, which is actually smack my daughter on the bum. I, I never, I don't do that at all now. I haven't done it for about two years, but I, I was doing it way more frequently than I probably should have because it's mainly through frustration. And after a few months, my yeah. wife basically <clears throat> heavily encouraged me to call the GP and I was reluctant to do it for quite a while. But I think in one week I called the GP and with, through my work, I can speak to, um, I think, mental health counsellors or someone like a helpline. And I sort of, a combination of called the both one week because I just sort of knew something's not right. I'm actually yeah. seriously almost wishing harm on myself. Wow, okay. That's something I'd never, ever, um, never, ever had at any point in my life. And it, yeah, so just sort of one night, I think my wife went out uh, for, um, for food with her friend. And I just sort of, and I'm not a crier really. I'm reasonably an emotive, romantic type of person. I like I like storytelling and stuff, but I, I'm not wanting to cry. But I just burst into tears after my daughter went to bed because it took me a while to get her to sleep. And I just cracked my eyes out for like half an hour. I thought, this is not wow. right. <clears throat> so I called the GP and they basically, over the phone, diagnosed me with mild to moderate depression, which is something I've probably had my entire life but not known about it. And <clears throat> I think um, within that same month then, I basically reconnected with Papa Ben. I was Ben's bass guitar teacher uh, 10, year, 10 years prior to us having this chat. And we sort of lost um, lost um, contact. And we basically reconnected because we both realized we've become fathers since we last met. And that was actually the mutual topic. And we had, I think, a Zoom conversation. And um, we were talk- chatting that we don't have really much friends especially with dads. We don't really hang out with many of the people since becoming dads. We sort of compare notes. And we, just, we sort of said, um, yeah, there's no dads groups, is there? And it sucks. It'd be, it'd be funny if you and me start a, a group, I know, uh, on metal music. <laughs> and it was just like a joke thing to start. And we, we even like came up with the name that she just like popped on her head. So that's, that's the only thing you can call it, surely. And then the idea thought, I thought, wow, this actually might have legs just in the regards of just a Facebook space because at this point, we were early in the pandemic. We couldn't meet uh, outdoors, uh, meet up with people. So it purely started first as a mainly a music-sharing platform only just for dads who've got metal in common. And it's basically grown from just having a band of the day or sharing YouTube videos or Spotify playlists to um, me, for example, uploading useful articles about suicide bereavement or having discussions on do you swear in front of your children or do you badmouth your partner right. in front of your children? So it's evolved to something completely different two years on, uh, something we never actually envisaged it to be, but it's just naturally 
turned into this and it's actually inspired me to go a step further where I'm actually now retraining to become a psychotherapeutic counsellor and hypnotherapist. I'm actually, I've actually just wow. started um, training. So in three years' time, I'm hoping Matali Dads would be able to offer free hypnotherapy and counselling sessions specifically father-focused. So that's something that's, that's on my uh, on my radar or Matali Dads' uh, radar. So, yeah, very much started with two dudes uh, going through tough time with fatherhood, just had a chat. It was purely a comedic thing, and then it turned into something a lot more serious. And to be honest, it has absolutely changed my life here in Barry because I now have friends who will literally kick my door down if they haven't heard from me in two days because they might be worried. That's so that, That's the type of people I want to surround myself with, and that's what we're trying yeah. to do here in the Matali Dads community. It just have dads who look out for uh, other dads, basically. Uh, that's beautiful, man. And uh, thanks, you know, for being so open about your story as well, because, you know, as we've said, you know, men aren't really supposed to be emotive like that. You know, we're supposed to be dominant and manly and have answers for everything at all times. You know, we're not really meant to be human. So I think it's great when men such as yourself are open and honest about, you know, their feelings and their vulnerabilities and their low points. And I think it's super inspiring that you have turned your lowest points in life into this blossoming, beautiful community that's doing so much good. I think that can be an inspiration to anybody who's going through a similar spot right now, that change is possible. If you embrace change and choose change rather than committing to the fear of change or thinking that there's, this is something that you can't do, I think your story there perfectly illustrates just how much better things can be and, and how much more good you can do as a person when you choose that change. And just to illustrate the point, I mean, how is your mental health now? How is your life now as a result of those changes that you made and everything, the great work that you've done ever since in setting up the community? Are things better now? Yeah, absolutely, man. <clears throat> One thing that um, definitely is a t- taboo topic is medication. Hmm. Now, uh, I definitely saw, when I mean medication, I mean depression, anxiety, medication. Now, is definitely seen, I think, mainly because it's the image and illusion men create in their heads or society creates in their heads that taking medication is almost a failure. And even I right. thought this. Like when I was uh, <clears throat> told early on I had depression, where I was given the option to have depression medication. I even said to the doctor, Christ, no, I don't want any of that stuff. Not like I don't know what's yeah. in it. It's not, I'm not like a conspiracy theorist or anything. But I, I didn't want to, um, yeah, I thought, no, I don't want to put my body full of drugs. I'm, I'm okay. I, I, I can do this myself. But to be honest, uh, I, I, I gave in after a while because the way it was sold was it's not a magic pill that makes everything go away because there is no magic pill that makes everything go away. And well, unfortunately, but it helps in quotes, take the edge off. And to be honest, since I started taking the lowest dose of something called Cetraline, which is one of the various different types of depression medication you can have, I've definitely felt a lot better. My, My low moods have gone from potentially from every other day to probably maybe an afternoon every three weeks, maybe. Oh, wow. Something wow. like that. Now, th- from what the, the more I understand about depression, <clears throat> mo- a lot of people have it. Most people who have depression can completely function with it. They can go to, go yeah. to work, look after their kids, so have a social life, etc., and most likely, most of those people in that ratio will be on a type of medication and mostly the lowest dose. It does help. And if it helps, why why um, delay it And just for the sake of pride? It really isn't a big deal. It's, it's like taking, I don't know, flaxseed or vitamin C. It's just something I take every day. Well, I haven't yeah. taken it today. I've forgotten. <laughs> my memory's terrible but generally um i feel better because of that um absolutely my mental health is much better than it was in sort of summer uh 2020 by a long shot it really is and again it's because i'm rec- i'm knowing i've learned a lot more about myself i know uh how to avoid certain things that will um trigger me you know that's a word um i've never heard much of until this context before that it was just only fools and horses so trigger trigger <laughs> uh, my favorite show of course now um 
one of the most difficult, two of the most difficult things that I, I think I found, I don't want to take too much of your time, one of the two most difficult things I've done which have helped me, one is to cut out people who are not good for me. Now, that's, that yeah. can be very, very difficult, but I, I think a lot of people in the pandemic have found out they want to be doing less of things they don't enjoy, more of things they enjoy, spend more time with people they enjoy, and less time with people they enjoy. That's definitely something I've been doing, and since I've been doing that, my I'm just much happier generally. I don't watch Brilliant. the news. I haven't watched the news since around June 2020. Now, I, I sort of work in politics on the side. I won't go into depth. So I'm, I used to be, I was reading articles on a daily basis, looking at international politics throughout the world. And sometimes knowing too much information really takes a toll on you. So basically, yeah. I stopped reading political articles. I uh, stopped watching mainstream media, specifically mainstream media, because people don't realize that it, the news is basically, there's news everywhere. There's always news. The news isn't, there's only five things have happened today and they're going to be on the six o'clock news. Nothing else happened, just these five things. No, there's things yeah. happening all the time. Things are selected to sort of keep people either buying products or not buying products or to go, to do specific activities. I'm not going to, um, I'm not, yeah. I, I am political in regards, but I don't give myself over to one political party. I'm just sort of aware of what everyone is doing, trying to take the yeah. best of what everyone's doing and just create my own little mini party in my head, I suppose. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've stopped, yeah, um, introducing myself to information and people that are bad for me. Now it was very. It's been very yeah. difficult. I still find it difficult, but that hasn't had a major effect on how much happier I am as a person. And I, I implore people to do the same. And especially, I know it's more difficult with family, but um, sometimes you gotta you gotta literally think of this the the, the act as opposed to the years of um, memories you might have with someone. Now. During the Black Lives Matter protest in June 2020, uh, no, I, I'm a person that's just blatantly obvious. I just I love people. I want people to coexist. I know it's difficult, and I I, I don't live on cloud cuckoo land. I completely understand that people can't, but I try to influence those around me to do that. But that got me yeah. really really down. And I saw people in my family, people in my friends list that were just posting. Can I swear? Fucking go for it. No, I swear all over the place. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, so I wasn't sure. Uh, the people were just posting utter shite on, um, on Facebook. Like, um, oh, like uh, one of my friends like put like a, a photo, like a photo of Martin Luther King, like Martin Luther King didn't do violent protest. And why should you like, Oh, you're going to summate all the civil war activists in the world in one photograph. Oh, it's that simple. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just not that simple. So people were almost simplifying really, really complicated yeah. issues in, in the form of a Facebook yeah. photograph and memes, etc. And I, yeah, I've been cutting people out of my life and literally saying to people, I just don't like this person. And I'm, I'm, yeah. And I just refuse to, to sort of have anything to do with them anymore. And yeah, that is, um, that's something I wasn't planning on talking to you in detail about, uh, today, but, um, I think it's very important no, to I me and my happiness has been absolutely paramount. It really has. No, I'm glad you mentioned it because I think that is super important for anybody listening to this. You know, I think that's a great tip because social media became so toxic during the pandemic. Um, there was all the, you know, the, 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 the fake kind of, you know, fucking medical experts that came out of everybody's friends list and the conspiracy theories and all that sort of stuff and you know and of course during that time of course yeah we had the black lives matter and you know the uh, the trump election and stuff so it was a very it, the temperature was very hot that year on a lot of fronts and and i ended up you know, because I'm very active on social media, I ended up ha having to do a lot of the things that you're talking about. You know, I had to start unfollowing people and defriending people and just stepping back from it all because they, it was very extreme time, wasn't it? And uh, I think in, in, it's in times of extremity and in times of crisis that you you kind of see people's true colors, including your own. Yeah. So yeah, I did exactly the same thing. You know, I kind of realized, okay, like I actually don't like this person, <laughs> and I need to step back and remove that from my life because it's you know it, it's it's 
it's not good for me. It's not good for my, my, my mental or my physical health. So I think it, it, like you said, it's difficult to do that, especially if it's family or close friends. But ultimately, you have to for your own health. You're spot on, man. Absolutely. I'm glad that the, um, the experience has been quite mutual for yourself and that you've personally seen the, the benefits of doing it. Because, um, because life is short. I think that's the, very much the, um, I don't know, the, the, the motto I think I've been saying to myself a lot of the past couple of years. Life is short. Um, even people, for example, like maybe maybe our parents, maybe not specifically our parents, but our parents of generation are probably coming to a bit more of a realization now that work isn't life either. Um, yeah. Because some people, it's like work, 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 work. And unfortunately, our grandparents, a lot of people's grandparents' um, generation, it's still instilled in the head. And because that's how they've been conditioned to believe because in the world they still live in, aka their day and their rights and wrongs and their criteria, that is still the case. And um, yeah. I completely understand that that for them is absolutely normal. And I'm not going to take your day away from you at all, but no one has ownership over time. Society, like culture, it isn't fixed. It changes and metamorphosizes over a particular time. And unfortunately, um, what did um, Bob Dylan once say? Times are a changing and you can't stop change. It is absolutely inevitable. And I have had to accept that. <clears throat> and uh, the, the quicker you accept uh, uh, things change, the happier you'll be, I think so. Beautiful. Yeah, 100% agree with you, man. I mean, change is the only constant, isn't it? You know, of course, we all make our plans and we set ourselves up in a way so that we're secure and insured against, you know, future surprises but the one thing you can guarantee is that life is always going to send you a curveball man you know that's what it does and there's no way you can foresee everything and i think seeking that certainty just brings a lot of tension to people's lives and it leads them to things like you know conspiracy theories or you know fundamentalist religions or crazy belief systems because we 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 need that sense of certainty we need answers but there isn't any real certainty to life there's no certainty that we're going to make it through the day tomorrow you know you just don't know what's coming so we do need coping mechanisms we do need community we do need an outlet for that reality or that tension comes out in other ways, you know, especially for men, like I said, because we don't express stuff. So um, I think it's really good to see things like Andy's Man Club. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and, and the Running Punks, you know, Jimmy Watkins from the Running Punks was on just a couple of weeks ago. They're doing a very similar thing to what you're doing with Metallidaz, but they're doing it with running. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was awesome. Yeah. So I think it's it's really exciting to see these things popping up and really, really important and powerful, I think. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Um yeah, I think the pandemic's definitely been a, a catalyst for these other groups. There's even been a, another group in Barry called Max's Mates, um, who I haven't actually personally met yet, but a few of the Matali Dads members in Barry have actually attended their their sort of monthly, uh, sorry, weekly socials. There's a great group in Bridgend run by a friend of mine called Rob Lester. It's Lads and Dads in Bridgend. They're, I think on their Facebook group, they're nearing the, I think they might have hit the thousand mark. Wow already i think so so they do like um going for cold water dips in porth call really early in the morning type of thing um i unfortunately i'm dealing with children that time in the morning so there's no way you can get me to porth call or even barry island <laughs> that time in the morning unfortunately but uh, yeah it, it is really good because i think you need to capture the imagination so uh, just sort of going back to the almost the original idea of Metali Dads. Now, I, I was a, a part of a group called NCT Dance. But NCT is sort of like an, an um, it was sort of like a, it's almost like a national charity for parents. Uh, I say it's a charity, you, you sort of have to pay membership to get a lot of benefits, et cetera, but you can become a free member. Now, I used to meet with NCT Dads sort of, well, once a month to go to a pub quiz in Cardiff. And the, the guys were all really nice. Nothing wrong with the guys whatsoever. Lovely chaps. But um, the chat always heavily revolved around football. Right. No, I've I got nothing wrong with football. I like football. I like all sports. Uh, not one more than the other. I'm a bit of an all-rounder where it comes to sports. But when they were talking in depth, like the conversation just went completely over my head. I just felt like... <laughs> Uh, I, I just really found it difficult just to engage in conversation. So that's sort of that's always stuck in my mind in 
and there's something my uh, Papa Ben believes in as well, is being a dad is not enough to form a bond with another dad. There has yeah. to be a spark of Got something yeah. as a, an escapism away from being a dad and away from being married and away from maybe having internal struggles, etc. Whether it is football, whether it is metal music, whether it is running, yeah, there needs to be a, a mutual interest. And once you can take the mutual interest, you can actually have fun with it. And that's one thing I think we do pretty well. Like, uh, for example, every Monday... We have on the Facebook page Metal Mondays where we introduce a, a band of the week. Uh, sometimes it's bands people have heard of, then sometimes it's obscure and most like, likely people haven't heard of. And it's a way of us to upsell the people we interview from the Palm and Metal Blade uh, records. So, uh, yeah, I just think that's a really, really um, important thing. And then, again, I think one thing I've been trying to work on from the beginning is just getting the right tone. I think we got the right tone in how we brand things and how we um, uh, get our information across because we're trying to cover three things, really. We're trying to cover metal music, mental health and parenthood, so trying to find a tone which sort of fits the three. So we try to upload information with those three thirds of themes, basically, throughout the week. So we've got Metal Monday, Trooper Tuesdays, basically, where we try to get discussion topics for dads to maybe admit uh, a t- uh, like a difficulty or a, uh, or like admit a truth about a taboo topic, like for example, medication. Right. Uh, as an example, we have Wellness Wednesdays, like today, for example. Today, I'm looking at my uh, Facebook t- today, Matali Dads. Today, Wellness Wednesday. Ah, funny enough, I've, I've asked, has anyone here ever tried hypnotherapy, help with anxiety, overcoming a phobia, or to stop smoking? Was it beneficial, or how was it overall? So ask those types of questions. Then Fridays, we have Fatherly Fridays. Um, this week on Fatherly Friday, um, I think I've included the topic of wait for it your kids vomiting in public that's this week's theme (laughs) because that happened to me last week for the first time i've dealt with loads of vomit in the house i'm not going to talk about it much more but there's an example where my child did it in kafili last week after we visited kafili castle we've all vomited in kafili yeah yeah Yeah, i think i have as well (laughs) so um and um so, yeah, we went to a cafe. My daughter had a huge ice cream, and we keep forgetting how small her stomach is. She's almost four, but she sometimes eats and eats and eats, and she doesn't know when to stop. And she, the ice cream basically came out, and 20 seconds passed, and not a single person came to ask us if we needed any help. Wow. And people were looking at us. And uh, so it sort of caused me to think, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create a ranty video now and put it on the Metallic Dads page. So that's the theme for Friday because it, it is a common thing. That would have happened to a dad probably right. at least once. At least, um, so, yeah, that, we, so that's obviously a father theme, a, a kid theme. So that, that's reserved for Fridays. So, yeah, we just do things like that. We try to uh, cover the entire board and like um, – I've, we we put this graphic up every couple of weeks. It's it's called the James Ometer. Mm. Bear with me. It's a basically uh, different photographs of James Hetfield of Metallica <laughs> with uh, either sad James, happy James, uh. angry James. And we try to associate an emoji with a picture. So we try to ask dads to check in and say how they're doing on that day. And if they give any one of two emojis, then we'd reach out to them on the day right. and ask, is everything going? Do you need any support today? Can I get you anything? That's brilliant, man. Uh, that type of thing. So we, we again, that's sort of tapping into the theme, adding a little bit of humor over something that can be quite serious. Yeah. So that's the tone we've been trying to, trying to master, I suppose, since our inception. I love that, man. I think what you're doing is absolutely brilliant. And I commend you for doing it. And um, I, t- I totally agree with you. It's uh, it's great that there's this variety now. So that, you know, if there's blokes who just want to talk about football with other mi- like-minded blokes, you know, and, 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 and then feel safe to talk about other things, then they've got their club, you know. But it's great that you yeah. picked this kind of niche for the metal community because I think it is a big deal in the metal community. I mean, you know, the heavy metal has always been quite a kind of macho genre as well hasn't it you know what i mean it's a kind of a man's it's a man's sport you know so i think it's great that you've honed in on that niche which is obviously something that you're personally passionate about but so are so many other people and it is a problem you know bad mental health is is a problem within the uh, the metal community you know musicians i had ian winwood on a couple of episodes ago who recently wrote uh, released a book called bodies um he was a music journalist for kerrang for like 30 years he used to hang out with like green oh, day i recognize the name yeah i used to read a lot of kerrang oh yeah he's he's, he's pretty much the main guy 
guy. And it's all about this issue, basically, uh, within the community of musicians. And I, he quoted a statistic. Uh, I hope I'm not misquoting it, but I'm pretty certain that he said that suicide rates amongst musicians are twice as high as the general population, uh, which is fucking mind-blowing when you think about it. So the fact that you're doing this within the musical community and it, and, and to see that it's spreading so well as well nationally is absolutely brilliant so you, you know you're doing life-saving work and like, you know we all we all sort of like uh, salute you for that man thanks man that, that actually one of our um says that on the back of one of our t-shirts for those about to talk we salute you based on the acdc yeah. song <laughs> i was about to rock fire <laughs> Because why not? Uh, again, that's the, that's the universe we're going for. That's going to be the clip I'm going to use for the promo, dude. <laughs> and I was about to run! Fire! Yeah, why not? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got to tell you, I, I used to impersonate singers, but it's been a while. But he's one of... Brian Johnson's one of the easier ones. Really? <laughs> really? He's got to be the hardest guy to replicate. No, no, it's quite easy. He's, he's just... Um, no, I think it's quite easy. Just... Uh, he hasn't got much variation in his voice, no. really. It'd be good to replicate him on the Back in Black album. That's difficult because that's the the only album we actually did actual tenor, uh, tenuous tenor singing as well. But everything after Back in Black, it was all the same. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but could you do it for two hours straight? Uh, probably not. I, I used to... Um, I used to be in like a classic rock tribute band when ah. I was like oh, between age 14 and 19. We did, oh, what did we do? We did Back in Black and You Shook Me All Night Long and Highway to Hell, I think. Wow, so. Jesus Christ. Even though, even, though, even though Highway to Hell was sung by a different singer, so I'd try and imitate him then. But I, on a good day, I could imitate the both of them. It's almost like a party trick I used to be able to do when I had a bit more of a, a, a singing voice when my, um, my vocal health was a was taken a bit more seriously. So yeah, I, I'm a bit of a muso um, as well. I have been since I was 14. So that's sort of a, another thing I enjoy about Metalli Dads is my relationship as well with general music as well as metal music. Because ro- rock was my first love. Rock and metal was definitely my first love. And even as a teenager, I absolutely hated school. I absolutely Same, hated yeah. school. But that was when I came home from school, Plug the bass guitar oh, yeah. and stick ride the li- ride the lightning on by Metallica. My troubles would go away. Same. Absolutely go away. Exactly the same. Yeah, no, one hundred percent, man. What are you listening to these days? Then what's rocking your boat? Well, do you know what? That's actually another thing. Metallica Dads has helped me with is my music listening. Now, generally, I think the the data shows that when you reach twenty four years old you sort of reach your peak in your listening and your taste. And then after that, most people just regurgitate the same music. I I can definitely say I fit into that category because, um, because of my lifestyle. So from age 24, 25, I sort of went, I lived abroad for a bit. I then was in and out of jobs, went to live abroad again. And I sort of came back and, then I had a busy lifestyle, met my wife, uh, was doing bits and bobs around, around Cardiff where I lived at the time. So I hadn't really had a lifestyle where I, where I could actually listen to much new metal music. And I was just comfortable in listening to the same stuff. And after I was listening to the same stuff, I got completely bored of the same stuff. But me and Ben in Metallic Dads, we actually started uh, our own podcast and it's the same podcast which we do the metal interviews. Oh, cool. And our, father's, uh, our podcast is called the Fathers of Metal podcast. Right, love it. And, and we're on YouTube. on the Yeah, so basically type in Metallic Dads on YouTube, and that's the Fathers of Metal podcast. So Ben and I were doing something called Rockerspective. Now, Rockerspective is basically me and Ben, in one month, we would listen to as many albums as we humanly could within one month from a particular year, in music so the first one we ever did was 1990 then i think we did 1984 then 2001 we were going to do 2020 but we just run out of time because life just got busy so i have been listening to so much new music because of the rock perspective shows we were doing and it's basically introduced me to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bands some bands i knew about but never ever invested the time into listening to them and I, I've got definitely new favorite bands now. I still go back to my old favorites yeah. like now and again, like Metallica, yeah. Judas Priest. I'm a huge fan of 
Dragon Force, just because of hilarious live. <laughs> <coughs> probably the band, I've, probably the band I've seen most of my life is probably Dragon Force. <laughs> um, but I, I like all sorts now. I, I, um, I like the heaviest, heaviest, heaviest type of metal. Never used to because as a singer. I judge what I like by the singing right. and I never liked the heavy stuff because it was growly. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's a word. And then I think, um, a week before we were due to have a second child, my wife had took a tumble outside a house and we were a bit worried. No, no, sorry. Um, she didn't feel much movement, uh, in the womb. So, uh, I drove her to hospital and I had to wait in the car park for a few hours so during that time, Ben and I were doing the rock respective research for the year 2001. And uh, I was quite on the edge because I was worried, because she was worried that there might be something wrong with the baby. So I was in the car and I put on an album called Jane Doe by a early, I think, deathcore band called uh, Converge from 2001. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, it's a really heavy album. And the only way I can describe it is I put the album on and the, the, the heaviness and the dissonance of this music was just going over my head like water in a shower. It was just going over me, soothing me in a way I'd never thought this type of music could. And yeah. since that day or that moment, I've been able to tolerate and actually enjoy really heavy music because right. of this one instance. And uh, I listen to all sorts now. I'm a big death metal fan all of a sudden. Uh, Cannibal Corpse were my sort of gateway band into death metal. I do like them this morning. I was listening to the horror comedy metal band Ice Nine Kills, right. who I believe are gigging in March in Bristol, which I might go to. Uh, I'm a big thrash metal fan. Yeah. I've become a massive Same. fan over the past couple of years, especially the past year of the German bands, specifically Destruction and Creator. Uh, so, you know, um, in metal music, specifically thrash, there's something called the Big Four, yeah. so Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, Anthrax. Yeah. There's also the Big Four in Germany, which would be Creator, Sodom, Destruction, and Tankard. I actually interviewed the bassist for Tankard uh, in one of the earliest Metallic Dads interviews, a guy called Frank um, and he was amazing. He was such a nice guy. And uh, I, um, so, yeah, the German thrash I'm a massive fan of. Um, again, last week I interviewed a band called Kardashev from Arizona. They technically uh, are a band that has coined the, the term death gaze, which is a new subgenre of metal potentially. Mm. So uh, I've been listening to their album uh, lots and lots. And again, Creator, the German thrash band, they released an album on Friday called Hate Uber Alice, and I've listened to that three or four times. I had it on this morning again, loving that album currently. So, yeah, I, it definitely has expanded my listening, but I, I am currently very much into heavy thrash and death metal. But then in the car, then I listen, I like Crikey, I like the Book of Mormon, I like Disney, I right, like right. absolutely everything. Yeah. There's a time, there's a time and a place uh, for everything. I'm a big fan of movie scores. Hans Zimmer, John Williams, yeah. um, oh, yeah. uh, James Horner, um, you know, Ennio Morricone. So, yeah, yeah I, I got a massive uh, list, but heavily in the death metal camp currently. Isn't it strange what you said? It, it washed over you like a shower and soothed you because I feel the same. When I when I listen to like a super heavy band like Ginger or something like that, um, yeah, yeah. I, it's strange how it is soothing to have that fucking wall of noise. <laughs> it's just... I can, it's like white noise, I suppose. Some people find white noise very soothing. Yeah, and it's weird, isn't it? Just like aggression and that wall of yeah. sound just fucking, it's like, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like a bathing in nice warm water for me. It's, I can't describe it, but yeah. I know exactly what you mean. It's a strange one. But this album I've been listening to recently uh, by the band we interviewed last week, uh, Kardashev, I actually fell asleep to it the other night and it's really <laughs> heavy blast beats. And, wow. and uh, I, I actually fell asleep to it. I thought, wow, I can't believe if I told myself a year ago, I'd be falling asleep to blackened death metal <laughs> uh, with atmospheric strings and stuff. I'd be laughing my ass off. But I, Sounds I, awesome, I am man. Now, and I, it's hilarious. I got to go check out all those bands. Yeah, no, what I'll do, I'll, um, uh, you and me obviously got on the side of this, we've got a group chat going. So I'll, um, I'll give you some recommendations of stuff I really enjoyed recently Thanks, because, man. um, that's what Metallica does has done for me now. It's sort of let me 
discover a lot of ob- obscure stuff which the general rock listener would never get introduced to. It wouldn't come on their radar. Right. So my knowledge of what's out there now has increased massively. That's so awesome. one thing I would love to do in the future, because you can do this and it'll sort of hopefully come in hand in hand with a health element is to do like a doctorate in heavy metal. Mm. That's something I would love to do. There, there are places in the world where you can do a doctorate to become a doctor of heavy metal. That would just be the coolest thing ever, man. That is fucking awesome. You've got to do that, man. <laughs> doctor of heavy metal. Is exactly doctor of heavy metal. That's the old thing, isn't it? It's like, hey, baby, you know, the, the doctor has spoken. What are you a doctor of? Fucking hard rocking, baby, you know? <laughs> you would, you oh, would actually not, be man. a certified doctor of heavy metal. That would be awesome. You've got to do that, man. Because I'm sure there's even, you could even become a doctor on Lady Gaga somewhere in Jesus one university Christ. in the world. And I think there's some, I think it's Botswana. Is at University of Gaborone in Botswana. You can be the you can become a doctor of or study Brexit wow. as a topic. So yeah, I know. Not not for me, thank you. Not, no, no, thank you. No, but, but Lady Gaga any day, definitely. A doctor of heavy I, I metal. I do like Lady man, Gaga. Like, you got to do doctor that. Doctor heavy metal. Yeah. <laughs> One day when I get more time. So yeah. probably yeah. I don't I don't know when, but yeah, that, that's something that's on my radar. Is one of those things I've. I always fancy checking out because it'd be a cool like thing to add to the, oh, yeah, a, right. the qualifications and be the theme. Damn right, man. Yeah. And with your hypnotherapy and um, the NLP thing you were talking about doing as well to retraining, um, to converge those two things, <laughs> you'd be like some kind yeah, of like, man. you'd be like some heavy metal hypnotizing wizard or something. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, dressed as like, uh, I don't know. Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf, yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think of a power metal band, or like become, or become like really muscly. I have a sword, like one of the Man of War yes. albums or something. Yeah, yeah. We're in a thong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, w- I wish I had the bod to rock a thong, but between you and me, Jimmy, I don't. So, Those yeah. guys are fucking hilarious, man. Just the album covers. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, just to sort of finish, right, on, on Manuel, this is a funny topic. Now, I, I'm, a, I'm a Patreon of a chap called Dane Campbell. Yeah. Dane Campbell is the son of Phil Campbell. Phil Campbell is the Motorhead guitarist. Yeah. And uh, Phil now has a band called Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. He basically plays with his three sons and yeah. then another singer on top. Now, the Dane is the drummer. I knew him from working in Cranes in Cardiff many, many years ago. And I'm a Patreon to his podcast called Drum for the Song. Yeah which is a brilliant podcast. Uh, he interviews drummers from lots of famous bands. Uh, the best episode, I think, was Matt Sorum of Guns N' Roses. That yeah. was a really cool episode. And uh, Nigel Glocker of Saxon, I think that was the first episode. But anyway, uh, so I, I support him. And once a month, if you're a patron, you get to have like a Skype hangout. So I've not been able to meet him. I, I know him anyway, but I haven't been able to attend these Skype hangouts for ages because I've been busy with family. But one time I set time aside, I will turn up. So I turned up with a bunch of blokes. And then who accidentally stumbles in on the on the call is Phil Campbell himself. Right. Uh, the guitarist of Motorhead. And he accidentally clicked on the wrong link because he was looking for um, a, a podcast on bird watching. Right. <laughs> so it was quite funny because obviously he still calls him dad and I said dad what are you doing here I was like dad why have you come into my room or if it, like you know like uh, in South Park where Stan's dad logs into wa- World of Warcraft it's like dad what are you doing here get out get out, get out, get out. <laughs> it's sort of one of those embarrassing moments it's like oh I don't know what to click it's, uh, it was really funny but Dane then said well you're here now dad you might as well hang out with the guys because they obviously want to ask you questions and stuff and we actually got talking about Man of War. Right. Because uh, Phil had never, in all his metal experience, he'd never heard of the genre of power metal. Now, power metal is the 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 mist of the Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. the wizards type of style of metal. Like, like Sabaton, I suppose, yes. is the yeah. most famous current example of power metal, even though they have the subgenre of almost like battle metal, technically. <laughs> but Phil Campbell had never heard of power metal. I thought, where the hell have you been in the past 40 years? sharing stages with bands. Surely you've been on stage next to a power metal band. But I had to explain it to him. And I mentioned the band Man of War. And he told me the story that, oh, in his Pontiac accent, yeah, I was in, um, 
Yeah, I remember in the mid eighties, me and oh, me and Ronnie James Dio, we went to a, a gig and we watched Man of War, and they were fucking terrible. <laughs> they were obnoxious. They were oh, they were cocky. And I, me and Ronnie, we looked at each other and say, oh, I didn't like them. Just didn't like them. They're just absolutely obnoxious <laughs> bastards. I thought, oh my god. So Man of War were my favorite bands. They were telling me they were my favorite bands. Absolutely a bunch of dicks. And it was just, I, 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 I had to laugh. It was just so funny. So That's that happened recently, and the fact they name dropped the great Ronnie James Dio who's in his presence during this time was just awesome I thought wow okay I'll accept I'll accept your destroying all my favorite bands because you're with the man the the Mr. Horns himself (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I just want to share that with you because I know you'd appreciate that that's a great story yeah man I I know Dane yeah uh, we're thinking of him coming on the podcast at some point as well Um, so I'll ask him about his dad's Man of War stories and we'll we'll get that confirmed on air as well (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he's got a lot more stories but yeah Dane's, Dane's a top chap he was actually the first person I ever interviewed literally the same week I came up with the concept, or we came up with the concept of Metallic Dads, like because I right. knew because I was I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, yeah. and I knew they were working on a new album. So he was yeah, he was my first guest, so he was right. really good. Oh, that's awesome, man! Well, I'll definitely go back and check out the podcast episodes as well. So for um, so for people listening to this, I, I know they're going to be like super excited to get involved. How can people join? Where do they go? How do they get involved? Yeah, sure. So if you want to contact us directly, uh, just to chat to us, we are on metallidads at hotmail.com. But we, uh, again, with our podcast, you can find us on, um, on YouTube. Just type in metallidads and then we'll be the first thing that come up. We've got the symbol of the, uh, the rock and roll, uh, the horns, the two fingers pointing out and two dummies uh, at the bottom. So that's us, metallidads. <laughs> and, uh, we do have two Facebook pages. We've got a community group where you just like the page. Age, and that's welcome for anybody to join but if you are a dad and that is the only criteria you have to be is is just a dad even if you're not into metal music and you still want to join us uh, again we do have a private group where you then join so you'll see two options for metalli dad so to join the group it is basically www.facebook dot com forward slash groups forward slash metalli dads or just www.facebook.com forward slash metalli dads just for the community right. group and then we're on instagram and we're on uh, twitter as well but if you live in barry or near barry uh, we're, we are in Barry Rugby Club every Wednesday night from 8 o'clock and then um, next week we are sorry every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 and um, Holton Road we are in Awesome Wales Zero Waste Shop having a coffee or a cup of tea and a chin wag and normally uh, dads bring their kids to that one as well so it's nice to sort oh, of cool. it has a bit of more of a, f- a family thing as yeah. well so we get regular kids turn up quite regularly just uh, even though some might just be on their iPad or whatever but they're, they're nice and quiet and they're engaging conversation now and again so that's the way to keep in touch with us and we'd love to hear from you and if you need anything c- come and have a chat with us that's awesome. And it is, you said that this is now expanded nationally as well. So is this a model that people can, if, you know, if there's not a local group near to someone that's listening to this and wants to get involved, can people sort of just replicate this model and set their own local group up? Well, if they want to do a, a local group up, yes. Uh, however, we do have Metalli Dads as a trademarked organization. Right. So okay. when, when, when we do become, uh, well, we're, we're not aiming to become a global force. We're basically just trying to look after the people we have now. So as I mentioned at the beginning, right. we're not trying to, to take over the world. It's really much about quality keeping and tone over yeah. quantity and, and keeping it manageable. So we do have the dream of becoming a Wales-wide organization right. first. But, we do, but in regards to maybe online groups... Um, maybe that that is a possibility in the future for people to open up okay, opportunities cool. uh, around that. But uh, yeah, so currently we are just online and then we are only in Barry in Southeast Wales, but we, like I'm from Cardigan originally, hence the accent. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was going to say. Have, um, yeah, we do have members in Cardigan, so I'm trying to make Cardigan potentially the second town of Metalli Dads over Cardiff because we we. Yeah, so because in a smaller town, an idea like this is a lot more manageable, yeah. and, it, and it, uh, the the news of it spreads a lot easier. So in a town the size of, say, Bari, Pontypridd, Caerphilly, Bridgend, for example, Cardigan, Haverford West, Aberystwyth, etc., um, they're nice-sized towns for this type of idea to yeah. manifest. 
Awesome. And how do you guys stay afloat then? How do you keep the operation running? I mean, uh, um, do you function as a charity or do is it a subscription thing? Do people like um, donate uh, or do you guys fund this yourselves? I mean, uh, how, how do you stay afloat? How can people help? Well, thanks for asking, dude. So we are available on the localgiving.com website. So localgiving.com forward slash Dads. You can donate if you wanted to help us with our signposting uh, project or for us to be able to run other things for fathers in the local community in Barry and Cardiff. You're more than welcome to donate. However, so far, we've done little things like some fundraising and we've basically had our... Um, funding from uh, grants available to us in the area. So we were fun- we had an amazing um, bit of luck uh, recently by having a grant from the National Lottery, a community fund of three and a half thousand pounds. So that's enabled us to be able to put dads on mental health first aid courses, wow. which is what's going to become available to dads in autumn. And we've uh, a large chunk of that has been set aside to for motivational speakers. So we've been using the platform of the the app Cameo, where you can get like celebs yeah. to send you video messages. So um, we've already had um, Matt Heafy of Trivium. Yeah. Give uh, give advice to new dads with newborns about the importance of staying patient, etc. Gave us a lot of uh, good advice, and actually did a uh, a booking for probably one of the biggest metal stars on uh, cameo last night. But it has to remain a secret. Okay. It's going to be hopefully a Happy Father's Day message by this particular character. So I'm hoping he comes through by Sunday. Otherwise, that's two hundred quid wasted for him <laughs> being two days late. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so hoping he comes through by Sunday. So I'll let you know about yeah. that. Yeah, man. Well, dude, like, thank you so much for coming on, give us your time today and explaining what Metallic Dads is. It sounds like an absolutely amazing uh, project that I know is going to change so many people's lives. And I know it's going to inspire many people listening to this to, um, you know, to maybe come out of their comfort zone, like you said, and to reach out if, you know, if they're, if they're struggling as well. And it's awesome to know that there is a group there such as this for, where people can do that. So on behalf of all of us blokes and us metal fans, you know, I, we salute you, man, for everything you've done. And I know it must take up so much of your time and a lot of work, especially juggling family and work life as well. So it, it you know, it, it's duly noted what you're doing and how hard you're working on it and all of the other dads as well. So on behalf of all of us, thank you so much, man. It's been a brilliant to talk to you today. I've loved it. Thank you so much for your support and yeah, just your, your belief in the idea. We're really, really happy that uh, we've captured your imagination as well. So stay heavy and stay healthy. Love it. And do you want to give us one more uh, Brian Johnson to finish up with? And I was about to run! <laughs> <laughs> you do that too well. <laughs> and on that note, we bid you farewell. Thank you, dude. You're welcome, dude. Best wishes with everything. <laughs> we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks, dude. Look after yourself. <laughs> Cheers. You too. Thank you, bro. I'm jealous that he can sing Brian Johnson so well. That's fucking hard to sing, man. He's lying when he says it's easy. It's not. I'm more of a, like, if I do an, an impression of a, of a metal guy, I'm more of a, like, a James Hetfield kind of low down, you know, oh, yeah, baby. Oh, hell yeah. I'm more down there, you know. But if, if I could sing Johnson, I'd be doing it all the time. Trust me. So what did you think of that? Super interesting, yeah? I do love that the conversation about mental health and, you know, expressing your feelings and (laughs) actually just being a normal human being, it's becoming such a normal thing now. You know, this idea that a man has to be dominant and, you know, talk over people and push people around and be tough and, you know, doesn't have any emotions, never gets upset and takes the piss out of people who are, you know, like that's such an old-fashioned, outdated thing. I mean, it's not the fucking 1850s anymore, the 1920s. You know what I mean? It's like 2022, for Christ's sake. And it's always those jackasses that are trying to act like Mr. Tough Guy. They're the most fucking, like, delicate and vulnerable. And if they, you know, and that's a much better look. There's nothing wrong with being delicate and vulnerable and, you know, scared or not knowing the answer to something. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, or, or sensitive. I mean, that's a much better look. I'd much rather hang out with people like that than some fucking douchebag who's trying to act like he's fucking Rambo when he's clearly not, you know? So I think it's great that we're evolving to a place of maturity now where, um, you know, both men and women, you know, and everybody can have an open conversation about these very human feelings. I think it's healthy for the person. It's healthy for the people that that person is in a relationship with, you know, their, their partner or their parents or their kids or their friends. And I think it's healthy for society more generally. 
So I commend and salute groups such as the Metalladads and uh, Andy's Man Club and the Running Punks and so, so many others. And I'm sure there's going to be lots more coming on the podcast as well. Um, at the moment, most of these are focused on men, which tells you a lot, doesn't it? It's like it has, it has to be a special fucking group where men could actually just like talk about the sort of shit that women just talk about openly, normally amongst themselves, you know? So if this seems like it's a little bit man-centric, it's just because this is very much a male problem this kind of expressing your emotions rather than going and beating the shit out of somebody or, as in so many tragic cases, actually killing themselves. So these groups are really important. And yes, they, they are unfortunately very male-centric because that's just the, the way our society has, has brought our men up to behave. So for all the fellas out there, get involved in these things, man. I mean, they're great fun. It's not just all sitting around talking about your problems, you know, it's playing heavy metal music or talking about football or, you know, doing fun man shit, you know what I mean? And But in, in an environment where you can actually talk to people who are mature and evolved enough as, as, as men to actually talk about some important shit too, you know? There's no shame in it. It doesn't mean you're weak. It actually takes a lot more courage and strength to be open about the fact that you have these very normal human problems and feelings and concerns and fears. When any fucking dick can just pretend that they don't and, and act like tough guy from the movies, you know, that, that, that's an easy way out. It actually takes, it's, it's not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of strength that you're actually able to confront your problems and to do something about it. It takes a lot of strength and a lot of courage and I, I commend anybody for doing so. So it's great that there are groups out there to make that process easier. Um, do hunt down your local group, wherever, they, wherever you may be listening from, and it could quite possibly be the best thing you ever do in your life. So that's my rant over and out. Until next time, I shall love you and leave you in peace. One last nag before you clock off to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the thing, man. It helps me out. Click like, click share, leave some comments on the page. People always message me their thoughts. Put it on the page, put it on YouTube or wherever you listen to the podcast. And then, you, you know, provoke a public debate and a conversation. You might, you might get some more interesting shit from the people responding, links and, and such and so forth. And if you do want to contribute to the maintenance of the podcast, there is a link at paypal.me slash jameskennedyuk where you can offload a few shekels on there and support the uh, maintenance of the podcast because it does take up a few days of my week doing these things and uh, equipment and, you know, hosting costs and things like that. So if you are able to contribute, that would be awesome. No pressure, of course. You know, I'll probably still keep fucking doing it anyway, <laughs> but, um, but it does help. And I really do appreciate those of you that have done so. Until next time, enjoy yourselves. Have a great week. I love you loads. And thanks for the support. And I'll catch you next week. Cheers.